Hey guys, welcome back to Slightly Spiritual. Today we just have a quick and dirty episode with Cindy and I. Um, Hopefully you listened to our episode with Katie last week all about communication with animals. And then next week we will be back with Angelica who specializes in Ayurveda, which I always have to focus so hard on saying correctly, but today we're just going to chat about pop culture and life themes and TV and all the things. So hi. Hey guys. So I think we're going to kick this off with a hot topic on everybody's brain, which is, I like, don't know if I want to call it dry January. Cause I just, I'm like, that's what everybody calls it, but I know that it's called dry January, but it also has been super funny. Cause like my dad has been doing dry January. So is DJ, my husband, but my dad, like huge wine guy, huge wine collector. It's like rare that he goes long periods of time without like having glass wine or something like that. And he, instead of calling it dry January, cause he's never done it before. He keeps calling it no drink January. And I'm like, it's dry January. That's not, <laughs> he's like, we're almost done with no drink January. I'm like, that's not, not what it's called. Oh my God. That's great though. No drink sounds like he's not so drinking funny. anything. No water, no tea, no coffee. Like it sounds like he's not having anything to drink at all. No drink like, very dehydrated. So just shriveled like a prune. Um anyway, so this this topic made its way onto our list because I feel like I'm gonna say long story short, but I'm still gonna tell this long-winded. Um so if you follow me on Instagram, you probably saw my story earlier this week that I have, and I'm not like a huge drinker anyway, love wine, love a good high quality margarita, but it's rare that I like drink. And I have been on a medication for the last like two-ish months where I absolutely cannot drink. So there's only been like two nights in these last two months. So I've been off of this medication. I've been able to have like an alcoholic beverage. Um, And I came off of this medication and now I technically can drink again. And I still have not had a drink. And um, I just haven't felt called to, haven't really wanted to. And then in the last month, all of this research has come out where that basically says alcohol has, which like, I think we've always known in some form, but maybe not to the extent now that it's proven like alcohol has this irreparable effect on your body long-term, on your brain, on its functioning, all of these things. And so now I feel super torn about it. And I'm not like against alcohol by any means or like drinking alcohol. I will probably always drink alcohol in some form because I love wine. I collect wine. Um, But I just, it's one of those things you just feel like torn about, like given new information. And so I posted about it yesterday just to say hey I'm thinking about this like what do you guys think and I ended up getting this like super intense reaction from people that I just was not expecting at all like I almost felt like people who don't drink were trying to like convert me or like convince me that I shouldn't drink or be sober um or it was like the complete opposite like but nobody was kind of in the middle like me where I'm like well I might drink less but like you know, I'm probably still going to enjoy my life because I feel like you got to live live your life. Like everything is bad for you in some form. Right. Um, but I don't know. I just found it so interesting and it was so unexpected. Yeah. I feel like it's, 
alcohol tends to be a very like polarizing topic for some reason, which is essentially kind of what you're describing happened in your stories. And it's, I, I like, I have so many thoughts. The first one being that you have to take kind of this entire conversation we're about to have around this with the lens of the placebo effect in your mind, Mm -hmm. meaning that like, if you believe alcohol can be bad for you, then no matter if it's like the most organic, healthy, clean, whatever, blah, blah, form of alcohol that you can possibly get your hands on, it's still Mm going to have a negative effect on you if you have the belief system that alcohol is bad or wine is bad or whatever. Yeah. And vice versa, if you believe it can be good for you or uh, healthy here and there in small doses, then again, no matter like how, you know, often you're having this throughout your life, then it it won't impact you as aggressively or as negatively, right? Because you have the placebo effect. So sidebar, I've been like really going down this rabbit hole lately around like (laughs) beliefs. I mean, I'm not even kidding you, like belief systems and like how to change your reality. And it's like beyond manifesting. It's like, we can maybe do this in the next one, but like beyond manifesting where it's literally like you are, you can literally change your entire world of reality kind of overnight by stepping into this other like new way of being belief system. It's not manifesting. Cause I feel like manifesting is kind of like a slow thing. I mean, it is, but like, yeah, this is like literally changing things overnight. And I'm like, so fascinated by this. So sidebar, oh I'm God. like, I'll get, we'll return back to that. But anyways, it's the same concept, yeah, right? Of like, if you believe, yeah. If you believe so deeply that something's bad for you, then it's going to be bad for you. Placebo yeah. effect. Okay. And then the other flip side of this with the whole alcohol thing is it is a drug, right? It is another substance that you're putting in your body, like smoking weed or microdosing, ayahuasca, caffeine, you know, it is. And we all know it like alters us in some way, shape or form or is messing with the chemicals in your body, your brain, how everything's connecting. So, you know, you also have to like, I think alcohol becomes so normalize. I think people kind of forget that sometimes, but it is. And some people are more sensitive to things than others. And you were reading this article, Ally, about how like when people are going through like a spiritual Mm -hmm. awakening or kind of like, I would even say like a, just kind of having like a midlife crisis, you might notice that things like alcohol or caffeine impact you more than it did before. Yeah, totally. Simple as that. So the other thing, like from a spiritual perspective that I was always taught with alcohol is it definitely lowers your ego, lowers your boundaries. Hence why we get like drunk in college and do stupid stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hello, we've all been there. Right. It's so a rite of lo- passage. It is a rite of passage. I mean, most of it, I mean, it's a rite of passage. It's <laughs> um, so, it, you know, it lowers your boundaries. It lowers your ego. It lowers your inhibitions and it opens up your channels, your intuition, your third eye, your subconscious, because all those other things are lowered. So it it's opening you up to all different kinds of energies and entities. And that's why people say they like get good downloads when they're microdosing or when they're, I guess we should stick with alcohol, when they're drinking or when people are drunk, they'd be like, oh, that's when I can channel. Like I've had so many clients be like, I channel when I'm drunk. I'm like, yeah, no yeah. shit. Everybody's doing that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it opens up your channel. Like that's cool. Yeah, you're channeling. But like if you can't do it sober, like what, you know, like what are you really doing? Everyone can do it when they're drunk. So it's. I guess I'm saying is, and you know, it, you got to watch when you're doing that is if you, if you're not sure where the information's coming from or who you're connecting to, or it can make you susceptible to like yeah. energies around you, which is also why I feel like sometimes the next morning, even if I didn't drink that much, I feel hungover, not because of the alcohol, mm-hmm. but because of the energy I was around or the, you yeah. know, not necessarily the present company, but like people in the bar I was in or the concert I was at, like, if there's some low vibe energy, negative energies around it, 
then if I'm drinking, then yeah, I'm probably susceptible to that, which is why you feel super mm-hmm. hungover the next morning, even if you didn't drink that much. Yeah. No, it's like totally an energy drain. And like when you think about your day to day, like when you have to be around people that are energy vampires or toxic or very low energy, it does drain you, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, and Cindy and I were talking about this a little bit before we got on and Cindy made a great point. It's like, is it actually the alcohol, right? That's making you feel that way or leaving you that way. So I almost feel like doing some, not to say doing dry January, because I do absolutely think it has a cleansing effect, like physically on the body. It's probably very good for you, but it almost reminds me of like the hard 30 thing where it's like a theme that everybody's doing. And it's like, but what do you actually need? What do you Mm -hmm. actually have to look at? What would actually make you feel better? Um, And before I forget, going back to the placebo effect thing, there's this book actually that I think you would love and our listeners would probably love. It's called The Upside of Stress. And it's written by a researcher and it basically examines like good stress versus bad stress, how to harness stress to be good for us and basically accepting, you know, that stress, it isn't something, stress and anxiety isn't something that happens to you because you are yourself. It happens to you because you're human and it's a part of life, right? And there is the whole beginning part of this book, The Upside of Stress, is dedicated to actually looking at research on the placebo effect and how now what they're finding is that even if you give somebody a pill in a um, control group and you say this pill is a placebo, it's still at the end of the study. Now it's showing that it somehow still helps them. Even if you're telling somebody we're giving you the placebo, we're not giving you the actual medication. Um, so I think that that's super interesting. And especially given that I just was reading this and like, there's a lot of truth to that. So that's wild. I know. Yeah. It's, I will say if you get the book and you start it, like it's a little slow to start because it's very research heavy. But like once you get into it, it really applies to your own life. And like, it just, it's super interesting. Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously the placebo is real, but I think it's like real in ways that up until like a lot of this research came out and probably still for people like wasn't as widely accepted. Um, Well, I think the key, bringing it back to the dry January thing, I think the key is that we think of the placebo when it has to do with something positive. I don't know if we always think about the placebo mm -hmm. when it's something negative that you're taking. So like, again, I think you're right. And I, and I'm, I'm, I, I obviously want it to be more for positive, but don't forget about like, if you think something you're eating or something you're drinking, Mm -hmm. like alcohol is bad for you. Well, I'm going to have a drink anyways. Literally you just told your body, this is bad for me. Then your body's going to react negatively or you're going to be really hungover. You're going to feel like crap or you're going to, I don't know, whatever. So um, I love that you brought that up, but it can also go both ways. And that's all the subconscious, right? Like those limiting or not even limiting beliefs, but just the beliefs that we have. Yeah, Because I don't know that alcohol being bad is that limiting of a belief, but it's a belief yeah. system that if you adhere to or you have and you don't address it, then it could be impacting you yeah. in a bad way, right? So, and there's no right or wrong, just something for you to like evaluate or look at. Also sidebar, why is January the dry month? Because it's the most boring month out of the year. <laughs> and I really feel like it should be the month that we're drinking. Like, I feel like it should be like dry yes. June or something. Like, yes. I don't know, or dry July that even rhymes. I feel like it should be dry July. And when you're doing a bunch of other things anyways. (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, um, it should be wet January. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Like it's the most boring month. Like, of course you want to drink. Like, I don't know. Anyways, that's just my own little (laughs) sidebar on that. Um, I wonder if this is kind of a byproduct of 
the like friendship crisis, community crisis, where people are just trying desperately to find a way to connect with others. And maybe it's not like a negative thing. I mean, like it's not meant in a mean way, but just in a, they're desperate to connect with people, to connect with a group, to connect with a community. So they take on this identity or it feels good or it's something they want to try. And so they do it and then they realize, oh my God, there's all these other people doing it. And now we can talk about it. We have this thing in common. And then all of a sudden it does become like a bigger than you identity. And, and to let go of it means that you might lose that community Mm -hmm. you just gained. Because as we've talked since we've talked on here numerous times about like the friendship crisis and connection crisis and community crisis that we're kind of all still, I feel, living through. Yeah. And maybe yeah, some of I it's that, it. whether it's conscious or subconscious, maybe that's some of it with people. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. Absolutely. And then yeah, there's I mean, also some people who are probably just trying to project their own, like trying to convince themselves that they should be yeah. sober curious and they project it on you. Yeah. Like, yeah, do it, do it. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God, you have to do all these things. Because they're trying to convince themselves or to receive external validation that it's okay to be this way or okay to yeah. do this. Or then they feel like they healed someone or helped someone because they convinced yeah. someone else to do it too. And that gives them purpose. Yeah. Which I'm not condoning, but there's probably some of that out there yeah. as well. Yeah. Which is, it's, you know, the fact that like, it makes me sad that, and I know it's like a part of our culture and it how we've like not you and I but like how we've conditioned each other is to seek that validation and and seek that like it whatever it is it's okay right and like that makes me sad that people feel like they have to do that because it just like whatever you choose is fine right like yeah I, I mean whatever is good for you is what you should do whatever makes you feel good and you shouldn't have to justify that to anybody which is hard but Especially like having a glass of wine. I mean, you're not hurting anybody. Again, we're not condoning becoming alcoholics and I'm not condoning getting like drunk drivers. (laughs) Like, okay, like that, then you can hurt someone. So I understand that. But technically, like if you're just having a glass of wine at a dinner or whatever, like out with friends or at home or for a game, like, or beer, whatever your choice is, you're not hurting anybody. You know, it's not. You can tell we're not beer drinkers. We keep going back to the wine. Like, I, I like just, literally you know, cannot I hate I shouldn't say hate hates a strong word I really don't first. like beer really don't like beer really the don't only like it. time and this last thing I'll say about alcohol before we move on unless there's other topics within this the only time I have a taste for a beer is when it's like 100 degrees out and I want like an ice cold corona with like a ton of lime in it I have not had one in years but like that's the only time that I'm like, yeah, I drink a beer. Like, I don't know. Beer just makes me bloated and like, it's not a good fun situation. Yeah. There are zero uh, times when I ever crave a beer. So <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Wait, sidebar. Just one last thing on the wine or on the alcohol that it's just so interesting to me because like my grandmother who just passed, she was a hundred and she passed in December. And, uh, she would have a glass of wine like once a week or when we not, every time we went out to dinner, which wasn't as much as she got older. But even into her 90, 99, 100, she had a little sip of wine. She had a little, you know, white wine, Prosecco, something. Yeah. And she lived to be 100. So I don't know. It's hard for me to like, like I understand all the things, but it's hard for me to understand yeah. people saying it's so bad for you. It's so bad for you. I'm like, yeah. she literally had probably at least a glass once a week for yeah. 100 years. 
meme size when she was pregnant, obviously. And yeah. she was, she lived to be a hundred and she had like yeah. fully there with it, like was remembering things up until the day she died. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just, some of that, sometimes I'm like, like, I just, it's hard for me to like reconcile all the negativity. Yeah. Again, my belief system is it's not that bad for you. So again, I'm now yeah. able to find ways to not justify, but uh, prove the fact that it's not that bad for you, yeah. like my grandmother. So I don't yeah. know. It's just, you can look at it from a million different ways, but you have to decide what's right for you. I think it goes back to as well, you know, like, and we talk about this all the time and collectively, this is a big conversation that I think people are starting to have and realize like what works for me might not work for you. Right. Especially yeah. in like how we eat, what we consume, like alcohol might wreck me, but be totally fine with you in the same way that like gluten might, you know, yeah. make me bloated and feel absolutely horrible, but you might be fine with it. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, every body is so different um, and you just have to do what works for you. But yeah. Anyway, moving on from that topic. Um, who here? Well, actually, nobody can answer. Me. I was gonna be like, who here loves the mob wife aesthetic? But raise your hand virtually if you love it as much as I do. But also, if you do not know who Carmela Soprano is, I don't know if you can be a true mob wife aesthetic adapter. So, um, I'm obsessed and I, am too. I don't know if it's going to happen for me this year, but I'm definitely keeping it in mind as I'm like updating my New York wardrobe of the Hell things yeah. that can help me look like the mob wife aesthetic. So I'm Hell here for yeah. it. I love it. And I think it even can be adjacent to like, you know, Italian film stars and like Sophia yeah. Loren, like that type of yeah. like very like, you know, glam, glitzy vibe. Like, I feel like it's the opposite of the aesthetic that has been so popular for so long, which is like, you know, the baggy jeans and the cropped baby tees and, you know, the heel that you throw on, like, which I love. Like, I will always live in all fashion worlds depending on my mood, but I love like the whole do it up, whatever. Um, I don't know if you heard the clip on Giggly Squad of Paige DeSorbo talking about mob wife aesthetic. And I, I was like, I yes, did. this was like made for her because she's so like glam and yes. New York. And, you know, I don't know. Yes. I was like, this is perfect. Um, so yeah, I love, I love the mob wife aesthetic. Me too. I'm here for it. Um, Speaking I also feel like pain. it came out of nowhere and I freaking love it. Yes. I'm like, where did it, like, where did this come from? How did this start trending? And I'm just obsessed. So I don't know. And it's, it's funny to see how like trends, cause normally we talk about like spiritual trends on TikTok, and this is just like a regular fashion trend, but how things just like pop up out of nowhere and everybody like adapts it, which yep. like sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. In this case, I love this for us. Cause I love looking at like the videos and photos of people like in the mob wife aesthetic and stuff like that. Um, yeah but it is funny to think about um talking about Paige DeSorbo I know you and I have spent a lot of time talking about tv shows I just finished Summer House finally yes um, and which oh my god well Wait, do you I, mean Summer House or Southern Charm because Southern Charm sorry, is one that Southern just Charm wrapped. Southern Charm okay, that's what okay, I meant okay. I but my brain was on Paige and Summer House it's okay um I actually it's funny because I watched like the first half of the season and then the second half of the season, 
Um, I waited for second half of the season and like binged the second half of the season last week because we've just had horrible weather here in Nashville. So like literally you just can't leave your house. Um, so after work, you just like sit literally and do nothing. But I, it was so good. I will say I cried when they talked about Olivia losing her brother. Mm. Um, it, it just, first of all, like made me so sad for her. But second of all, I think this is like very widely known now. because She's been very like public about it, but he had Lyme disease and he had yeah. neuro Lyme yeah. and it just, the whole thing just made me so sad. Um, but other than that, like, I mean, I mean, it, that was like a great part of the season. And I give her so much credit for like sharing that so publicly. And like, cause I think yeah. you, so many people lose family members, especially to suicide and don't talk about it. Um, so it makes people feel not so alone. So it was like a great part of the season, even though it was so sad, but like, I thought the season was really good. I don't mm-hmm. know. They covered a lot because even at the end in the reunion, I mean, spoiler alert, but this is not the big deal. They talked about because they did the reunion. They filmed the reunion after they did BravoCom and Shep was a hot mess at BravoCon, like totally wasted, blackout drunk the whole time. And so he came back and he was like, I got to reevaluate my life. And they were like, yeah, Yeah. like you can't keep doing this. So um, they talked about like drinking. They talked about the culture in, in like charleston about that they talked about death they talked about suicide like they talked about friendships like they talked about relationships it was it was really yeah i thought it was a very well-rounded season and they covered a lot of topics i also thought it was interesting that they focused a lot on on the men i felt like it was more so on the men this season than the women um which is fine i wasn't like yeah mad about it but they even featured at a time um is it madison with her son or no no, yeah, yeah with her son yeah. and like being a mom and parenting yeah. and having to manage all that and I was just like wow they are covering a lot and it's a lot of the things that I feel like people in our age and demographic are also dealing with so it's not just like like I love the New York housewives but like they yeah. it's kind of unrealistic some of the things that they're dealing totally. with and the parties they're going to but like with Southern Charm it's like this is stuff that people deal with every day and like mm-hmm have to make choices around and stuff so yeah i thought it was a very good season highly recommend i also saw um craig conover and austin kroll at their mm-hmm. pillows and beers live yes. uh, podcast event in new york and they were so funny and so cute and i loved it and i thought it was gonna be boring but it was not they were and Paige came out and they were it was great so highly recommend supporting southern charm yeah I, I love it too i also just finished um, the bear, which I was also very late to on Hulu, which was really, really, really good. Intense, but good. Um, I finished the morning show on Apple TV, which was also intense, but really good. And then I, we DJ and I binged over the weekend, slow horses, which I can't remember which one that's on, but also a British drama, but so, so, so good. And I know you watch that too, but I feel like nobody's heard of it. I'm obsessed with Slow Horses. You need to go watch it. I watched it when it came out last year, like the first two seasons they filmed back to back. And then I was like desperate for season three, which just came out. It's on Apple for those of you guys that are wondering. Highly recommend. It's a few things are a little like, you know, it's a it's a spy show. It's about spies, the MI5 like spies. So it's drama, but British obsessed, literally love. I have not seen uh what was the morning show? I tried to watch the first episode, so I can't speak to that. Um, on my, I love the bear, by the way. Um, I think it's on Peacock TV or Hulu or something. I think maybe it's Hulu. Sorry, Hulu. Um, that was great. Loved it. It's very like 
uh, abrasive, I guess would be the word because it's about like chef, like in a restaurant culture, which is not an easy uh, career path to take, but it was very real. And the acting is phenomenal. And I just freaking loved it. I just like thought it was so good. Um, other favorite ones for me are marvelous. Mrs. Maisel. I'm obsessed with that show. It's yes. my, like, it's my, it's on prime. It's my favorite, favorite. I've literally, I just like when I'm having a rough day or at the end of the day, just put on like the seasons and just let it roll through. Cause it's yeah. literally one of my favorite shows. Um, season three, was a little meh, but one and two and four and five were great. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't like season three as much, but the other ones I really like. <laughs> Five was amazing. The most recent one. You do kind of have to, I would kind of recommend watching it all the way through. So um, another ep- a show that I liked is Bad Sisters on Apple. Mm, um, okay. Another like murder mystery. Very good. I don't, I at first thought I loved it because I have a bunch of sisters and I was like picturing all of us like going through all this and it was hilarious, but it was actually, it's so good. It's, it's very, very good. Um, also loved, I mean, we watched all of Suits, so highly recommend. Like, if you haven't seen so it, good. you should watch that. It's very good, easy to binge. I think it, I would have totally, I watched the first se- two seasons live, like when it was actually on TV. And then I could see where I got, I was like, oh, I probably got bored around this time because it's kind of hard when you have to wait every week. Mm-hmm. But when you get to binge it, it's very good. And you like want to keep watching it. Um, also loved Wilderness. I think it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I should have wrote it down. Um, loved that show. Also a little British drama like things. Um, I just finished watching poker face. It's on Peacock. She was actually, I forget the actress's name, but she was in a, um, nominated for a few things recently. So it's a recent thing. It's pretty good. It's like a murder mystery. I loved, um, I have a whole list. I can like send it to you. Um, I also loved Maggie, the medium or whatever on Hulu. It didn't get a lot of press, but I loved Uh, it. It was just so cute. I think it's called Maggie, the medium or Maggie, the psychic or something like that with Rebecca Rittenhouse, uh, Rittenhouse as the main actress. Loved it. Cute. It's older. I'm not older. Like maybe last year it came out super cute. Obviously, if you haven't seen the white Lotus, what are you doing with your life? And yes. obviously, if you haven't seen Emily in Paris, I'm sorry, but oh my God, okay. So, so like, good. those are ones you just have to catch up on if you haven't. Um, what else? What else? Starstruck's pretty good. It's on HBO. It's pretty good. Uh, the last oh season, I, I don't it. know. It's cute. Uh, also British. I tend to watch a lot of British ones. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay, and Flack is also very good. Old, but loved it. I should rewatch that because I freaking loved it. It's about PR. I think told you about this one before oh, yeah. british pr knows. anna paquin's the main actress from okay. true blood love her so uh, it's very good um and then last but not least i recently binged fool me once on netflix okay. um it's good it's good i i you should watch it it's a good it's okay. again this is more of like a drama thriller type of thing so not exactly something you want to watch right before you go to bed but i thought it yeah. was good kept me guessing you know I couldn't yeah. I mean sometimes I figured it out but like it, it kept me guessing it was interesting it was interesting I okay. thought it was I thought I'll it was good yeah um those are all the ones on my I mean Ted Lasso but I feel like everyone's watching that so like, yeah I don't need to mention that one. Oh, and movies loved Saltburn although some people have mixed reviews around it I haven't it's, seen it yet <gasps> I, it's funny I keep seeing all the themed TikTok videos which yeah. just makes it look fucking crazy. Um, but I'm going to have to at some point like sit and watch it. Okay. It's not I, scary, right? It's just weird. Uh, it's just weird. 
It's just, it okay. reminds me of cruel, and I think you and I have, it reminds me of cruel intentions. And I apologize for repeating this because I feel like we had this conversation already, but it reminds you of cruel intentions, which was the 90 movie, 90s movie. Yeah. And this movie was set back then. And so it's very, it's good. I mean, you need to like be prepared. Like, like, okay. mentally you gotta prepare like, myself. yeah, be like mentally prepared. Beanie Baby movies, always one of my favorites. It's on Apple. Watch that. Loved it. And then I'm watching, oh, shoot, what's the name of it? I'm currently watching. Dumb Money. It's so far. It's cute. It's okay. just a movie about the the GameStop short oh, stocking yeah. whatever during the pandemic yeah. that was like huge. Yeah. Um. Did not love Reacher. I liked the first season. Did not love the other ones. It's on. Uh, Amazon Prime. Didn't love it. Okay. I, it it's like I hated the. La- I didn't did not like it. Don't. Oh. Don't. I also got really bored with the last season of The Crown, and I'm so sad. I haven't oh. finished it. Loved the first like other seasons. Got really bored this season. I don't know why. I'll finish it eventually, but I it was I was bored. Yeah, so. The Crown. I dropped off of just because like I just lost interest in it. Um, mm-hmm. And then Walter Boys on Netflix is on my list, but I haven't gotten there yet. My, or my okay. life with the Walter Boys, I guess is what it's called. Haven't gotten there yet. So um, this is horrible. But the show that I've been watching just to like wind down at night when I like get into bed and I'm kind of like half paying attention is Millionaire Matchmaker. There's two seasons of it now on Netflix because it, it's so oh, nostalgic. Isn't that old? Yes, it it's is. Nost- okay, old. nostalgic. Okay, okay. I was like, yes. that was like forever yes. ago. It is old, old, old. Um, but it's so good. I mean, it's still so good. Patty Stanger so good. And it's funny because I thought I was like the only one watching it now because it's on Netflix. But I've seen so many people post. They're like, oh, my God, I'm watching Millionaire Matchmaker. Like, what am I doing with my oh, life? And I'm like, no, that's exactly how I feel. Okay. We'll um, add to the list. I also haven't seen like, Beef. Has anyone seen it yet? Have you seen it yet? I haven't Beef. seen that. It no. won a million awards. Not a million, but it won a, like a crap ton of awards. I'll have to do that one, too. No, I feel I like really I'm very... I'm always like late to the TV movie game. Like I watch things I feel like months after they come out. Like I inspiration has to strike or something. I don't know. Um I have no life, you guys. So just DM me if you're looking for a recommend. <laughs> literally, I have friends like my sister and I have a couple other friends that will literally just like, okay, I went through all the list you gave me. What's on your list now? And like I literally, I don't know what it is, but I just and I'm very good at recommending things to people. Like I'm like, oh, what are you in the yeah. mood for? Like, what do you want? Like, I don't know. I just because yeah. I I just have a lot of downtime and I put things on a lot in the background. Like when I'm doing things yes. or doing work or like cleaning or working out, like I will watch a show, like, you know, a 30 minute thing. I can work out and watch it. So that's when I get a lot of it done. Yeah. So, no, I really like, I, it's funny cause I don't watch like a ton of TV, but like the TV I do watch, I it's intentional and I genuinely do love to discuss it like in depth um which I love doing with you and it like I there's a tv show I worked on in California and like literally one of my favorite things is like during our downtime like we would just like sit with the crew and like discuss tv like everything from reality to like scripted and it always just I just find it fascinating I don't know what it is about tv like I just find it so interesting to talk about with people and like to learn about like what they like what they don't like what works like what doesn't work like I just find it so interesting um talking about tv i saw actress jessica beale was pulling tarot cards yeah there's yeah. tarot cards yeah i was so shocked like i'm so excited about all the different 
um, celebrities now that tend are a little more open about their spirituality. Like remember Drew Barrymore had her like manifestation yeah. room. And then I saw yes. um, Dan Levy just did a, and the people article he was in, they yes. flung tarot cards with the guy I'm like desperate to get in for, but it has not happened yet. Yes. And then literally soon after that, Jessica Biel was pulling a card and like posting about it from like the wild unknown tarot deck. And I was like, oh my God. So I just love that. I, I just think that not that we need, again, not that we need permission to make it normalized, but I think it's cool that celebrities yeah. or people who have a lot of influence are starting to kind of share yeah. like this is normal versus it being so woo woo yes. or like crazy. Yeah. No, so anyways. No, I agree. And like in that turn, I was so happy because so, um, I don't know if anybody here is in the football or like college football. It's not my thing, but my husband went to University of Michigan, huge, like obviously University of Michigan football fan. And so I tend to like sit with him sometimes when he watches it on the weekends. And I noticed, I think it was JJ McCarthy before every single game goes out to the field, to the football field, takes his shoes off grounds in the field and meditates. And then he goes and he sits with his back against the goalpost and he meditates against the goalpost and does visualization of like him playing a successful game, them winning, like all of these things. And then I noticed, so he did this all season and I don't know what it's on ESPN, Fox, whatever college football is on, they would talk about it and they would show him like grounding and meditating and all these things. And then during the national championship, which they won, um, he, whenever he came off the field, he would go to the team psychologist and the team psychologist and JJ McCarthy would look into each other's eyes and say mantras and they would, that's like what they would do. Um, so I just thought that it was so, so crazy that, you know, number one, he was doing this number two that he was doing this publicly. And number three, I was like, oh good, there's all of these football guys watching this and maybe they'll try it. Um, so as Cindy was saying, like Jessica Biel normalizing, like meditating, pulling cards, um, big sports figures, like collegiate athletes doing this um, and showcasing that like, yeah, people do this and it works and it's helpful and there's no shame in it. And like, it's nothing to hide. So Anyway, that is our kind of mini pop culture episode this week. I hope that you enjoyed. Um, super, super excited to talk about Ayurveda next week with Angelica. So stay tuned for that episode. Thank you so much for tuning into Slightly Spiritual. As always, if you love us or if you even are an occasional listener, please go leave us a review on iTunes because it helps us reach more people and we always appreciate it and it makes our day and our week and our month and we will see you next week. Bye, guys.